0: Well, it is good to be with you this morning. Thank you. It is good to be here. It's nice to be home. It's always nice to be home. Flew in New Zealand. I love it. When you get on the aeroplane, doesn't matter where in the world you are, they go, Kia ora. Yeah. It's like, I'm home, even though I'm not home. Yeah. I'm home. It's a nice feeling. And then you get to Auckland Customs and hopefully they smile at you. And, um, you know, because they don't smile at you everywhere in the world. It can be a bit intimidating, can't it? But when you, you get home... There's nowhere quite like home. It's really good. So, Pastor Ray and I have been away for a while, and uh, we got home just the other morning. And um, we had the privilege of going to the Axe Europe, Axe Churches Europe conference in the UK. And, um, you know, we're part of Axe Churches here. And um, uh, what's happening in Axe Churches Europe is birthed out of New Zealand, and it's happening fairly organically, actually. But we're at the conference, there were over 400 people there, over 110 pastors there, 15 nations represented. God is doing some pretty cool stuff in Europe and your wider family. And uh, so it's very exciting. It was great to be there. Then we went on from there to Dublin to see our friends, uh, Pastor Patrick and Sian Fitzgerald um, in Dublin. And they were very excited because they were just shifting venues uh, for their church. So that was great. We had a good time with them. Then I went on to... Give in the Ukraine to see Brent and Colleen Weaver. So the, Brent was sent out of this church many years ago um, over to Russia and is now there. Ray was meant to come with me, but the Ukraine government decided they didn't like his photo. And um, I'm obviously far better looking. No problems with my photo. And... Um, as disappointing as that was, it probably was a God thing, wasn't it, Ray? Because Ray was actually of tremendous help to them in, in Dublin and, um, and also made some great connections here, which was very, very good. And, uh, and then we went on to the US after that to really be inspired with our pending building project. Uh, we went and had a look at a few different churches and the way they were doing things and they were set up. And it was very inspirational, a few surprises along the way there. But um, it was good. But it is great to be home. Very good. Well, we're going to Luke chapter 7 this morning, which is the next passage in our wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. And it's a great passage. Oh, I was going to show you this. I bought this. Mont Blanc. Mont Blanc. It's not perfume when boys have it, eh? It's cologne. It's cologne. It was actually very expensive. I don't understand quite how they can make it so expensive when it's so small. But it was very expensive. Would you like to smell it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Has anyone got an allergy so I can't spray it your way? No. I'll give you a smell. It's really good. Well, awesome. Smell this. It's probably costing me $10 every time I press the button. But you smell it. It's great. Fantastic. Yeah, Hendrik, put your arm out. You need it more than most. Isn't it lovely? Isn't it lovely? I'll make my mum sneeze. Beautiful. I'm counting the dollars now. It's getting really expensive. Really expensive. But these lads need some. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's the best this place has ever smelt, I'm telling you worth every cent. The musos, I miss the musos, oh they're probably sweaty after that, <laughs> under the lights. Very good. Isn't it lovely? It's the best it smelled in here ever, Tyra. It's the best it's smelled ever. It's lovely. Now some of you probably think I'm nuts because it's getting a bit low. Others of you are probably offended with me right now because you're going, I can't believe he's wasting that money. How dare he run round and spray? Expensive, and it was expensive. Just let me reiterate that. It was expensive. Around the auditorium, but others of you would have got it. The smart ones who know their Bibles. <coughs> you would have joined all the dots together and you've worked out where we're going. So we're going to Luke chapter 7, verse 36 but I just want to luxuriate in that smell for a bit. With it being so expensive, you might as well enjoy it. <laughs> One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down and ate. I love that opening of the passage because often we read about Jesus going to the home of sinners, of the downtrodden, of the people on the, verge the edges of society, but right here, Jesus is going to the Pharisees' house. So they're like top dogs, the Pharisees, in the culture. They're well-educated, they're upper echelon, they're kind of the teachers, the, the, the um, uh, well-respected people, and Jesus is going to His house for dinner. And I love that, because the Scriptures just... You know, as you read, they paint such a wonderful picture. But Jesus knew how to identify with everyone in the community, with everyone. And on this occasion, we find Him at the Pharisee's house for dinner. He sat down to eat when a certain immoral woman from that city heard He was eating there. She bought a beautiful alabaster alabaster jar filled with expensive, Perfume. Now you've joined the dots, eh? Very good. Then she knelt behind him, that's Jesus, at his feet weeping. Her tears fell on his feet and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Got to be careful what you think with Jesus. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other. But neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, cancelling their debt. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one one for whom he cancelled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and he said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust off my feet. That was a cultural thing to do that. But she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss. That was a cultural thing to do. But from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare Perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who has forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, "Your sins are forgiven." The men at the table said among themselves, "Who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins?" And Jesus said to the woman, "Your faith has saved you. Go in peace." Soon afterwards, Jesus began a tour in nearby towns and villages, preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took his twelve disciples with him, and some of the women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Among them was Mary Magdalene, who had he'd cast seven demons from. Joanna, the wife of Chuza, Herod's business manager, and Susanna, and many others contributed out of their own resources to support Jesus and the disciples. I was thinking, what can I call this message? And I decided this. Jesus gets it. Jesus gets it. He gets it. He sees straight to the heart of the issue. He looks past all the symptoms and He looks straight to the core of the issue and He gets it. He just gets it. He sees past all the facade and he gets it. And then he brings wholeness. He doesn't dismiss or um, look over the ungodly behaviour at all. He comments on it. He, He speaks into it. He doesn't overlook that, but he looks beyond that. He looks to the future. He looks to where to from here. But He gets it. He gets it. The Pharisee didn't get it. But wherever, whenever, be like Jesus, Jesus gets it. Jesus gets it. I pray that we're people who get it. Jesus gets it. He really does. If you put yourself in this setting, this is a crazy, uncomfortable setting. You think about it. You know, we just gloss over it and go, oh yeah, that would have been. No, this is awkward. This is like 10 out of 10 awkward. They're sitting around the table. There's food on the table. It's all looking good. They're reclined at the table. And in Jesus' day, they're reclined with their heads toward the table. Their feet were out from the table. So you're sitting at the table trying to have this meal in a upper-class gentleman's home. And you've got this crazy woman that's got a reputation who's come busting in the doors and she's got snot and tears and hair and everything everywhere at Jesus' feet while they're trying to eat. That's awkward, yeah? You know, just put yourself, put yourself around the table. Probably not eating much, are you? You're looking over there going, oh my Lord, what is happening here? Probably a few more drinks just to try and get through maybe, Yeah, but no, don't do that. But, but I mean, it's awkward, Really, really awkward. But it doesn't faze Jesus, not one little bit. No, not a bit. He's, he's fully comfortable with any exuberant, exuberant response, as long as it's authentic. The key word is authentic. If it wasn't authentic, I'm sure he would have had a problem with it. If it was just a show, no doubt he would have exposed it for what it was. But because it was an authentic outpouring of um, thanksgiving and honour and gratefulness to him, to God, it doesn't even faze him. He just carried on eating by the look of it. No problem whatsoever. I look at the Amara woman and I've tried to kind of put myself in the different people's seats And I look at, it would be nice to call her by a name, but all they call her is a moral woman. So she would have been, well, she displays the fact that she's overcome, she's in awe, she's simply overwhelmed with thanksgiving because of what has taken place. She is thankful, she is grateful, she is amazed by grace. Absolutely amazed by grace. And therefore she responds with this great exuberance, the sincerity of thanksgiving. Some scholars say the perfume was probably worth a year's salary. I mean, on the inside, I'm having conniptions spraying this around over you guys, going, flip, this is expensive. No, no, she didn't care. A year's salary. And she's tipping it out on his feet, just along with snot tears and everything else. But her response is genuine. That's the point. Her response is genuine; it's authentic. And then, so, how does Jesus respond to her? Well, number one, he responds to her authenticity. Jesus always responds to authenticity, always. Doesn't matter how you come to him. If you're authentic in your approach, if we're authentic in our desire, if we're authentic in our Jesus always responds to authenticity. Secondly, he he re- receives and he embraces her thankfulness. He didn't say, now's not appropriate. Could this wait till after dinner or anything else? He just receives and embraces her thankfulness for what it is because Jesus gets it. He can see into the heart of this woman and he knows exactly what's going on. Jesus is comfortable with extravagance of worship and praise. Very comfortable. As long as it's authentic. He's not into games. He's not into sideshows. He's into authentic. But he's very, very comfortable with authentic praise, authentic worship. And then Jesus expresses grace to this lady. He expresses incredible grace, removing any sense of shame and condemnation from her. Amazing, amazing. So I thought about that. I thought our posture of thanks is directly connected to the revelation of our debt. I'll say it again in case you missed it. Our posture of thanks is directly connected to the revelation of our debt. In other words, those who know they owe much will thank much. Those who don't realise what they owe will thank little. It's directly related. So then we go to Simon the Pharisee and he is showing all the signs of someone who's entitled, um, someone who's critical, someone who has been thinks us superior. He has little thanks. He shows lack of compassion. He's neglectful to even do the things that he should have done as a host. He's obviously very prideful. I think the thing for him was, hey, Jesus is in my house. That's it, forgot about everything else. And probably some of the things he thought and said Culturally might have been alright, but he missed out a whole lot of stuff. Well Jesus responds to him. And because of the pride in his heart, Jesus straight away points out the lack. You you didn't even do the things that a basic host should do. When you come into the house, you didn't wash my feet. You didn't kiss me to greet me. You didn't put oil in my hair. Jesus points that out, which is really just a sort of a slam at, at his you're proud. You're proud. You can't even see the things you need to be doing because you're proud. And then he shifts from him and God champions, the God, uh, Jesus champions the God seeker. He champions, Jesus always champions the God seeker. Because when we're authentically pursuing God, it, it pleases him, it pleases him. I don't think it matters too much what it looks like sometimes. It pleases him when we're authentically pursuing him. Jesus goes on and makes clear to Simon that, or he doesn't say it in these words, but he makes clear by his words and his actions that excess exuberance of thanksgiving is welcome. When Jesus is there now, that doesn't actually make sense. Excess exuberance, does it? Really, I wrote that on the plane jet lags, I think. (laughs) Excess exuberance, but you know what I mean? Absolute exuberance, what may be described as excess. Jesus welcomes it. He really does. When it's genuine, he welcomes it. And that is, he commented about identifying the fact that the the action was authentic. And that's what endeared this woman to Jesus, was her authenticity. She didn't worry about the protocols. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I'm holding a dinner party, And suddenly an authentic, authentic. suddenly a uh, well-known, immoral woman comes bursting through the doors into my house. I would be a little bit freaked out by that. Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. But Jesus, no, no. She was authentic. He could see. He gets it. Jesus gets it. He could see straight to the heart of what was happening. And he can see straight to the heart of what's happening with us. Our reactions uh, to perceived Excess exuberance actually disclosed the state of our own heart. Now we say, ah, oh, look at that. They shouldn't be doing that. Why are they doing it like that? that that's wasteful. That's, no, no. Unless you really know the motives of the heart, it's a reflection on our heart, the reaction. It reflects our state. Right, I'm going to go really deep for a minute. You ready? One person was ready. The rest of you are asleep. It is quite warm in here. Oh, it's not warm. It's just me. Okay. Are you ready? Can I go a little bit deeper? Okay, go deeper. It's going to be rocket science right here. For Jesus, he's our Lord, our Saviour, our King, our God, which brings me to the thought about Lord, actually. I have lots of conversations. Is this okay? Is that okay? Can I say this? Can I say that? Can I do this? Can I do that? As a Christian, when we receive Jesus, we receive him as our Lord. And saviour, That should answer most of those questions, shouldn't it? As our Lord and as our Saviour. In other words, Lord is boss. In other words, what he says goes. Should I be able to do that or not do that? What's Jesus say about it? What's Jesus say about it? I love the church. I love the people at the church. I love the praise. I love the worship. I love doing this, but I disagree with that. Well, I don't care if you disagree with it. The Bible says it. Is he your Lord and Saviour or is he not? If he's your Lord and Saviour, do what he says. Simple. Well, we're disciples of Christ, aren't we? Yeah. We're disciples, that means little Christs, followers of Christ, disciples of Christ. There's a lot of, we make a lot of things complicated in today's world because we feel that we all should have an opinion where actually we don't get an opinion in the kingdom. The kingdom, it's God's way or no way. Yeah. That's called the kingdom of God. And sometimes we just need to remind ourselves of that. Was that too straight for some of you? I can see your faces. It's all right, you'll survive. It's true though. Anyway, for Jesus, this is my deep thought, for Jesus to receive all the praise and worship, somebody's got to be giving it. That is deep. Somebody's got to be giving it. I don't know about you, but on my watch, the stones are not going to cry out. If you walk out into your backyard and the stones start going, praise the Lord, praise Jesus, there's issues in your life. (laughs) More than the obvious ones. There's issues in your life. Because on my watch, they're not going to cry out. Because He says they'll cry out if we don't. Yeah. Out, we're, we're disciples, we're the King's kids. The, the response of thanksgiving and praise and worship should be an authentic response that just bubbles out of us if we know what we've been forgiven of or received from Him. If you've been received little, it's not going to matter little, but if you have received lots of grace, lots of mercy, lots of kindness, and I don't know about you, but I've received lots from Him, there's going to be a response that bubbles out of us. So I think praise and worship is actually a gauge. Oh, but you don't understand, Sheridan, I'm an introvert. Well, so am I. So am I. I often joke with people and say, see what I'm doing now? I'm dancing. Yeah, on the inside. And it's as good as it's going to get. But I am dancing. No, it's not about your personality type or even your preference. It's those who have received much will praise much, will worship much, will give thanks much because that's who we are. And as we have an understanding and a revelation of what Jesus has done for us, it'll just come out. You cannot help it. It will come out. I couldn't care less whether I sing in tune, whether I clap in time, whether I I tell you for free, I cannot clap in time and jump up and down in time at the same time. One or the other. If you get lucky, if you get me on a good day, I can do one in time. But I can't do two. Sometimes I stand here and Luke will be on the stage and I'll catch his eye and he looks at me and he goes, (laughs) with the timing of the music. Okay, son, I know what you're saying. No words required. I know what you're saying. Now, I'm slightly challenged in that area. You asked Pastor Ray, driving around <laughs> the USA. You're on the right lane now, right? I'm in the right lane. No, you're not. You're in the left lane. Oh, okay. But I get that. I get that, honestly, from my, one of my parents. I won't name which one, but she knows who she is. At least I don't. Pull in front of cars and drive down the wrong side of the road like fast Ray. <laughs> Not that I've never done that, but I don't think this uh, this woman had any idea of the profound impact that this story would have two thousand years later. Because if it did, if, if she did, it wouldn't have been authentic. She would have been just staging it. Hey, they're going to write about this. They're going to talk about this in 2,000 years' time. I better make sure this is good. I'll rub onions in my eyes before I go in. I'm going to make sure I'll do, you know, the snot's flowing, the hairs everywhere. It's going to be good because it's got to be good if they're going to talk about it. They might even make a movie about it. She had no idea. This was just an authentic response to the grace and the kindness of Jesus, authentic response. And that's what he asked of us. And I don't think she realised even that she was unpacking Psalm 100. Psalm 100 is one of my favourite psalms. And um, she it goes like this. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Go into His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name for the Lord is good. The Lord is good. She's just unpacking that in front of Him. I think that thankfulness, gratitude, praise and worship is part of the I want to attitude. I spoke about that a few weeks ago. You don't have to do anything. I pray it's the I want to as a response to what he's done for us. We don't have to, we get to. I don't have to, I don't have to, I want to. I want to. I think the thankfulness, great, gratitude, worship, praise reflects, or our thankfulness, gratitude, worship, and praise reflects something of our understanding of salvation's value. I have two sons. One teaches me to clap in time. The other one challenged me in other ways. And sometimes we sing that song. I never know how much it cost to see my sin upon the cross. Is that how it goes? Yeah. The tune was close enough that you got it. You know the song, you know the song. And so we sing that song and I'll get home and the other son walk into the house. Dad, I hate it when they sing that song. What do you hate it? He goes, Because it's not right. We need to know what it cost. We need to have an understanding of what it cost Jesus to be on the cross, what it cost the Father for Jesus to be on the cross. We need to know that. Otherwise, how can we respond to him in the way that we need to respond to him? It's a good argument. I think both are right. I really do. Both are right. But it is a good we do. We do need to have an understanding of salvation's value. Otherwise, we will just walk on it and disrespect it. And if there's one thing that we struggle with in New Zealand, it is honor. It is honor. And we need to honor the gospel, honor the King, honor the King of Kings. I think our thankfulness, our gratitude, our praise worship reveals the state of our heart as far as pride goes. If you've got a really proud heart, it's hard to worship because whether you admit it or not you think it's all about you and you think it's about you making it happen but it's not, it's about Him it's about Him this lady got that thankfulness, gratitude, praise and worship expresses our need and our desire for relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords I actually think life is pretty fragile it's pretty fragile it can change just like that there's a myriad of things that can cause your or my life to change. If my heart stops beating right now, things change. It may be traumatic for some more than others. Some of you may celebrate. But Jan would cry. But life's fragile. It really is. Life is a is a fragile thing and we need an absolute revelation that actually my life is in Christ it's not in anything else I went through a really rough patch a couple of years ago where I was just holding on by my fingernails really and a good friend helped me and he said sat down he sat down with Jan and I together and he said can I just tell you this your life is not your family Your life is not each other. Your life is not the church. Your life is not the call of God on your life. Your life is Christ. The end. The end. Your life is Christ. It was so helpful. It was so helpful. My life is in Christ. Yours and my world's the fragile worlds. And our life is in Christ. It's the only way you get certainty with anything is my life is in Christ. Can I... Ask us to do a self evaluation for a minute. Don't answer out loud. How's your I want to? As opposed to I have to? How's your I want to? How's your revelation of grace? How's your thanks? How is your thanksgiving? Your praise, your worship. Because when there's a revelation of grace, your thanks, your praisegiving is always going to be on the tip of your tongue. I don't get up every morning going, oh, thank you, Jesus, it's a new day. It's not a natural thing for me. I've got a friend that says to me, when you get up in the morning, he says, you say, good morning, Lord, or good Lord, it's morning. I'm that one quite often. Like surely it's not morning already. I don't jump out of bed. Praise the Lord. It's another day. Thank you, Jesus. I have to warm myself into it sometimes. But if my body is prepared to worship and praise and give thanks, the rest of me will follow suit. It will follow suit.